and welcome to A Means to an End presents our snack size sods for Marvel's latest TV show, Loki. This week we are discussing episode three, Lamentis. My name is Nina Sclafani. My name is Andrew Sclafani. I'm Michael Regasta. Oh, and no. I'm the super special guest, Robert Regasta. He's, he's back. He's back. And every week, he will be back. We didn't lose Wonderful. it. The show kept his um, attention. And each week, now each week it'll be more and more special. <laughs> um, Robert, I do have a question for you. I know that last week, you hadn't had a chance to do a rewatch. You said, quote, end quote, um, the first time, it's for me. And the second time is where I get the notes. So where are you this week? Um, this this week, I sacrificed my my pleasure viewing for the people. Uh, so I took notes uh, on the first watch. Oh, my goodness. How wow. terrible for yeah. you. I, I didn't have enough time to watch after, it twice. After got called out last week. <laughs> yeah. I do, but this time I've got notes. I, I had to finish it on my phone to make it in time for this. So it wasn't the ideal viewing experience. I definitely had puppy pals on in the background. I think I might have been the one who who did the assignment first, actually. I watched it last night. You showed up. Alone. Even. Ooh. So I could really focus. And I, I put, had to confess to my wife. And I put wife. my phone only on notes so that the only thing I would look at during it was the notes so I could write down my thoughts. Well, to jump in, I think the headline here was that fucking crazy after credit scene, guys. Holy shit. You're kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Go move oh, on. God. I'm sorry. And but I isn't just... that fun? I'm going to do that joke every time. <laughs> I looked at Robert's eyebrows and I was like, Oh, oh my fuck. god, we both messed up. We we You guys were all there bragging. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I but knew for, for a, to get us started, for, for a second I thought you were <laughs> that he he knew something we didn't. Well, to jump us into the episode. So, we start right out the gate where Loki had chased uh Lady Loki into the Door of the unknown. I don't know. What do we call that? No, those? that's just a time door. That's like a portal. Yeah. You're, portal. you're missing a very important scene. You're right. It you're does right. begin where right. we are at a margarita bar. Michael, mm. tell us about that scene. Oh, I love margaritas. Here it goes. I only drink them frozen, though, and my wife makes fun of me. Whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just a delightful treat. Why wouldn't you want it frozen? It's okay. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, so this scene was, uh, they didn't, at first I'm like, they don't need to show us this. We already know that this happened, and it's not super necessary for us to know how it happened, really. And then, um, you know, to skip a little bit ahead, um, it was a huge reveal yep. that we were, we learned that these, that everybody at the TVA are variants and these are actual real earth memories that are like a hundred years old, which is also interesting. Um, but the thing that I kept doing during this episode was I kept going, whose brain are we in right now? Whose mind are we in right now? Cause like none of this is real. None of everything, everything that's happening right now is in somebody's brain. I don't know if it's in Loki's brain or in Sylvie's brain, but none of this is real. And I don't know, I but now in retrospect, I think it was just that TVA variant um, 
you know, reveal? Yeah, I, I disagree in saying it was unnecessary. I think, uh, yes, to what you're saying well, no, right it, now, it's very necessary, necessary. But then also, uh, it was necessary because in the last episode, that same TVA employee says that I gave up the information on right. the time, uh, you know. Yeah, so, uh, so but upon first viewing, I'm going, we already know this. Um, it's interesting that they're showing us and yeah, it's, it's not- fun. But I didn't know that it was for such a specific reason that they were showing it to us. And I kept like throughout the episode, I kept going, why did they show us that? Why did they? Sh-? And then the reveal is, you know, that, that this is a real memory. Right. Um, and you had briefly mentioned that they they did say they had to go back hundreds of years in order to get that yeah. memory, which I think is really interesting because it looked like that memory was happening in our modern time. So yeah. it makes you think. Where in the timeline is the TVA? And really, well, we know they're all time and no time, right? Yeah, because Owen Wilson I, says that time works differently there. So it's like, who the fuck knows what we're I, looking at? Yeah, I think that's because I've I think that's kind of the thing is like, it doesn't really matter where they got pulled from, but they obviously got pulled from a time where they would understand like paperwork and the concept right, of but time she travel. Says, and that, she says that kind of limits your timeline variance. You could really pick up number one. You know what I mean? Like but you can't she, grab she someone who's alive says, in the 1300s and be like, Hey, uh, so this is gonna be a little nuts, but you know, like that she, just seems like a lot more work compared to hundred years in the future or other times. Um, and also it's like, it's interesting cause it's like, maybe that's Owen Wilson's thing with jet skis is like, he was big. Right. He was from I had the, the same 80s. thought. Right. I did have that same thought. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And also just thinking about how we were um, talking about the aesthetic of everything being very 1960s, 1950s. So we know that there's something that feels nostalgic to all those people, right? They might not be from that time, but just say if Owen Wilson's character was from, you know, in his prime in the mid 90s when jet skis were the hottest thing maybe he looks back on the 60s feeling that nostalgia there's like a warmth and a comfort to it and maybe that's why the tva is that aesthetic right but they don't even know Uh, yeah the the tva also i'd imagine that they're just pulling from all of reality because they exist outside of it Right. right but she he she specifically says that she had to dive a hundred years to find that memory. So does that mean that they don't age or is that like, I don't, well, I, I don't think understand. once they're there, yeah. Like they've been the same. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I they mean. said. Like, that's why they think they were created. Cause they've been the same age forever. And right. you know, like so however weird. time works to them, you know, relativity is, um, you know, I, it's obviously strange, but I think like once they're in there, like, it's like, you kind of get wiped and, you just understand this and it makes perfect sense. Cause like, yeah, well I don't age and I, you know, don't have to do this, this and that. So it's great. Like, yeah, I was created for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It does make me think though, about uh, I, how, um, the character we were saying, we were calling him pill boy, but the guy who's like, what's a fish. Like where in the timeline do you think he is? Or do you think they wiped him a little too hard? <laughs> now that we know he's a variant, of... it's like, where did yeah. you come from? No, they're they're just totally unaware of the fact that they ever had that life. So those memories to them don't even exist. Like they don't like they, they only have experienced what they experienced at the TVA. So it's it's weird. 
Um, the one thing that I hated about this episode, like I don't, I'm guys, you know me, I don't try to be negative on these things. People create these things and they work hard on them. Um, but there was no Owen Wilson in this episode and it pissed me off. <laughs> made me so mad. He's so great. I'm also, I'm, I'm upset about that only because I found out earlier today, there's only six episodes. Ah, fuck. Yeah. So I think it's going to play as a seamless movie, and that's why I think it's important they picked up there. I also think it's important that they showed um, her accessing the, the TVA employees' uh, memories because it's such a, a talking point for her and Loki throughout the episode where like they're trying to figure out, okay, we have the same brand of powers, but they're different. But, uh, okay, can I pick up on that, what you're saying right now? Because this was a talking point throughout the episode. And so I mentioned this before. The whole time I kept oh, going. Wait. At one point, she touches him and tries to use it. And he says, I'm too strong. And I'm like, all right, so was that a mo- was that the moment? Did it just happen? Well, like, are, we, are we in somebody's no, brain now? Like, No. I don't know. It, I don't think this is Lynch. I don't think this is David Lynch. I think this is. Could so uh, they have be. the same brand of power. Okay. I think that they, they have the same brand of power because they're technically the same entity in a, in in different timelines they're both impressed by each other though which is fun mm. i like i i, I love their dynamic. banter yeah so what do you banter is incredible what do you think of her name choice the fact that she's insisting on being called sylvie do you think there's anything about that name i'm, I'm sure we'll find out i don't think it's going to be random yeah, maybe it's something from the books where we just are ignorant of what it is. But she is a you guys are are 100% that she is a Loki, right? Like that's this that everything that we know so far we know and it's true, you know. But even I thinking, think she's a Loki. Even thinking about her being a Loki, I think back to the conversation they had on the train where they're finding those parallels or at least the the similarities in their life. So it's like, well, you were adopted. And she's like, yeah, I yeah, know. The adoption. So, you know, just thinking about Ooh. the fact that they have those connections in life, it made me think, I wonder who her Thor is. Hmm. Um, I thought that that Foster. conversation, <laughs> I thought that that conversation was absolutely incredible. We find out a number of pieces of information. First of all, Loki's bisexual. Oh, yeah. Which is Meow. amazing. Um, we, Both we of also them are. find out, yeah, but, um, all Lokis, <laughs> he tells that, you know, he, they told Sylvie that she had been adopted, which Loki always resented Odin for. Right. But Sylvie also lost her mother at an early age. So they both had pieces of a reality that the other one was jealous of and like pieces that they both figured they missed out on, which leads me to the conversation about, uh, love. Where she says love is hate, which I loved how like shitty he was when he started writing yeah, it down with the dick. quill. Like that was so, so funny. But Loki's statement once he's drunk is a perfect example of he blames himself. And so the quote is this. Love is a dagger. It's a weapon to be wielded, uh, wielded far away or up close. You can see yourself in it. It's beautiful until it makes you bleed. But ultimately, ultimately, when you reach for it, it isn't real. So Loki doesn't trust because he feels betrayed by Odin still, and he feels like it's his fault he let it happen. Robert, can we get a better reading on that? Can you just give just one more one more time? Just like because like I feel like you're not trying, and I feel like you're not showing up. So just one more thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's also no, I'm sorry. that's <laughs> I mean that's that's obviously a great point, and it's also uh, why both of them say it's terrible. 
because it's too much right. self-reflection. Yeah. So yep. it's like, oh yep. no, you're right. That's a terrible metaphor. God, I, I like I had that it, it didn't that she tore it apart at the end, though. Yeah. And, it's an and invisible. Yep. Just for the sake of grasping at every single choice in this means something. The weapon that he does pursue her with, it's two daggers. You know, mm-hmm. two yeah. daggers yeah. too. Yep. Hmm. I wonder what that's and, about. And and the daggers. I mean, he had the daggers in earlier <laughs> no. movies. Okay, yeah, fine. But do you think it's it's symbolic for Loki is horny for Loki? They're in love with oh, each other. Oh, they definitely get by the by by the end. I I thought they were gonna bang by the end of this episode, but you know what? Do we I know? would. I mean, come on, like be serious for just a second. Everybody, all cards on the tables. I mean, like right though. If you yeah. found the I mean, this is ideal, right? Sex version of you, or the same sex version of you, whatever your attraction is, um, would you want to be with yourself? I think yeah. I, I yo, think yo. Mel Nina would be very silly. <laughs> yeah. So so this reminds me of there's a there's an Instagram profile called siblings are dating, and it's pictures of people that look exactly like each other, and you have to guess whether or not they're related, and it's fucking incredible. But they tell you, right? And, and do it, they tell you? Oh yeah, yeah. They they Wonderful. do, but only at the next day. So they post it in their story, and then you have to guess one or the other. And then they like, it, it's so, so good. It's but so I was mean. thinking about that during this episode. I was like, with all of their trust issues, wouldn't they fall in love with themselves before anybody else? You yeah. know, right. I, I thought that was great. Because right. the yeah. one thing that it they can funny. trust about each other is that they can't trust each other. Exactly. Exactly. It is funny. The, the idea like that, uh, that at any point when he said, I need to know if I can trust you, you already know. The answer is absolutely not. In no way, shape, or form, in any world, can you trust a Loki. You know what? And I- yet, and yet, she falls asleep on the train, does which was a she, sign of. Or their- is he learning how to do what she does? I don't know. I'm just saying. I thought that was. I thought that was a genuine conversation about how did they learn their magic, but and the- you can see how sad it makes her. To hear Loki speak about the mother teaching him. Right. I but, thought that was just a beautiful when scene. When she wakes up, the way that that happens with the song and everything, it's weird. Like that whole time I'm going, this isn't happening. Whatever this is, it's not happening. I don't know. I could um, be wrong. But what I did like about when she woke up and we got to see Loki leading a song, it's that thing about him that he's so charismatic. That is the thing about Loki is that he's such... He's a character that you are not supposed to love, and yet here we all are, and you love this guy. He got his guy, own TV show. And it's almost like he manipulates us to love him. But maybe that's Give just who he is Give him a show on genuinely. Disney+. Plus. <laughs> well, that's, that, brings, that brings us to the, the quote that he says earlier in the episode when they're looking for anybody on, um, on uh, Lamentis, when he says, brute force is no substitute for diplomacy and guile. And it's like, shit, he knows how to use his charm. He's naturally charming, and he weaponizes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, it didn't work. And, he got oh, kicked off the train. I, Literally thrown off the train. Out the window. I, so about the, about the train, first of all, I thought Loki's fake voice was incredible. Like, he goes for, like, British guy doing American accent, and it's, like, hilariously bad. But I thought it was incredible that all of those cops on the planet Lamentis, facing impending doom, 
we're still protecting the rich people, which is literally yeah. an, a direct example of what our policing is in our country. Yeah. That that was one of my my things. That that whole scene is weird because like they're fighting their way onto the ark, and I'm going. There's no way they can make it onto this arc. And if they do, like, I'm going to be pissed off because there's no way yeah. that, like, I mean, everybody on the planet's trying to get on this arc right now. And it's just, whatever. Um, I thought it was awesome when she used her horn as a weapon. It was fucking cool. It was badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed some of it, but it was such a, it, it was such a weird scene to watch. Um, and when the, when it find the ark finally crashes down and like, whatever you see some of those guards drop to their knees like in despair like that's it and it's yeah. it's like so they were fighting but they also thought they were leaving and it's I don't know it was uh, such a strange scene it was it, I don't know go on two things um, just to comment on what you just said I don't believe that they thought they were getting on the ark I do think that those officers were just trying to get anybody to survive. I get, oh, the okay, other sure. thing, though, that I sure I want to make a comment about is in the scene where Loki and Sylvie are running and they are going through this hectic city. A building starts to fall. Loki turns and looks at it, and the building reverses and goes back. Yeah, he is, uses. Is yeah. that the first? I think that's the first time I've ever seen Loki do something like that. Uh, he's a magic, and <laughs> to, but to that extent. To be yeah, able I mean, he's, to, he's he powerful. literally, it was like he reversed the movement of that. And it made me think, is this how they're going to get off Lamentis? Will he somehow have the strength to reverse something? It was almost like he turned time, like he yeah. was rewinding because actually, the building goes back right, up. It's I not do even wonder like he if lifts people it. were forward moving during that. I don't think everyone did go reverse. I don't think they did a, uh, what's that Christopher Nolan movie? <laughs> I don't think they <laughs> yeah, did a no. tenant to us. They didn't but do a tenant. I'll, I'll check no. back at that. No. I don't I don't know that we've seen him do something to that extent, but the things that we did see before fireworks were one when when Loki uh chugs the cha- the the drink and then slams the glass, it's exactly what Thor did yeah, yeah, when yeah. we first another, see Thor on Earth. The another. It was great. And yeah, I love that and then when he throw when he gets thrown off the train there's a shot of him like getting up and defeated. And it's the exact same shot we see of him in um, New York when he's defeated by uh, the Avengers. And it was like frame for frame, like the same framing of the shot. And I thought that was really clever. Um, but where did he get the champagne from? Because it's only champagne if it comes from France. the region of France. <laughs> yeah. 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 You imagine if they're like, you're, yeah, this is imported from Earth. It costs a hundred million dollars. It's very expensive. But the world's ending. Very so who good. gives a yeah. shit? I also when I pop did, them open. <laughs> I loved the final shot of her walking away like, God damn totally it. Defeated. And him just standing there sort of in disbelief, like That's it, right? Oh my God. Yeah, that so was such you, a beautiful you, shot of him too, just standing there, kind of like not totally akimbo, but close. What do you think then? This next episode, I mean, like, was that ending all defeat, blah blah blah, that cliffhanger? It, I mean, is Owen Wilson just show up and zap him out? What's, I mean, what do you? How do you see the next the next uh, episode starting? And them getting out of this situation? Um, I mean, I kind of was up in the air where I didn't care. I was like, they're going to get out of it in some way, and I'm interested to see what it is. You've almost sold me on the whole thing's like a big con thing now. 
I, I'm, I wouldn't like, be surprised. After talking through it and looking at because there's certain things about it that like were kind of like strangely dreamlike. Yeah. Where like they're walking on the tracks and then you hear the, th- the rockets firing off and they clearly say like a minute and they're like a yeah. mile from the city and then all of a sudden they're in the city. That's and then the gates are closing. I only and, watched it. And, I only watched it once. No, but no, no, I but that, that's one of the things time. I noticed. That I was like, uh, wait the fuck? Like, that felt weird to me, and it was like, it was felt weird. maybe a little lazy, but now I'm like, uh, maybe it wasn't, and that's just like, some of it, even like the way that they were like, like yeah, they were tossed from the strange, and just like, the train, and like, some of the stuff worked and didn't, where it's like, put him, I don't know what she'd be trying to get from him, but like, put him I, in a situation where he actually thinks he's about to die. Why can't he magic the tempad back together? He's a magic. <laughs> well, I, I will I will say we've seen him project himself into different locations. We even see it in this episode when they're fighting in that like weird fishing shack yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we see him, you know, uh I guess whatever that's when she grabs Astro project him. himself. Why didn't he do that back onto the train? It's a lot of. Well, I don't know if it because maybe it's like Nightcrawler esque, and you have to see. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Does it travel that way? I don't know, gang. But it seems like way. maybe we'll get more answers to our questions in episode four. Of There's Loki. no way to know. There's um, no way hey, to know. Wait, are we wrapping this up already? Because yeah. much much like Loki and Sylvie tried to hijack the arc if you guys don't mind could i just hijack this episode real quick oh okay is that cool you um, know it feels like this was a cake that was about to be done and like there was no, a little I never bit do of that. whipped cream and then we were about to put the cherry and you no. just swatted it out and you said no, no. i want to put this heavy gold bar on top of it that's what Let's i see did if the cake survives michael what do you got what is it, bedtime? No, okay. Um, we haven't done a regular episode in a couple weeks. I didn't write my song, guys. Sorry. Um, <laughs> if only I had one more week. Maybe. I... <laughs> anyway, sorry for regular listeners. That's for you. Um, we haven't done a regular episode in a while. So I feel like we've deprived our listeners of our most popular segment. Of course, I'm talking about Comic of the Week. And this being <laughs> I was like, a Lynn show. Moss? <laughs> No, you're wrong. Everybody loves me talking about comics that they've never heard of. Um, This being a comic book show, I was like, we should encourage people to read comics. Um, So this is entirely appropriate because I've said it is. Um, So right now I'm going to do a quick comic of the week. I'm going to sneak it in here. Oh, bummer. I can't believe the credits are open. That's enough out of me. Uh, I've had a great time this week. Thanks. All right. All right. All right. Michael, go, 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 go. Say it. Say okay. your comic. So this, Tell this us your comic tale. of the week. Um, it's Birthright from Skybound and Image Comics by Joshua Williamson and uh, and Andre Brasson. Uh, um, it started in 2014 and it just wrapped up at issue 50 a week ago. Um, it's a great book where basically I'll tell you, but the first issue is basically the the premise: a uh, kid is playing catch with his dad. The ball goes in the woods. He goes after it. Never comes out. And about a a year later, so the world has dealt with the disappearance of this boy um, and his family and everything. A year later, this basic Conan Conan the Barbarian looking dude shows up with tons of weapons and all this stuff saying that he is the boy a year later. 
He's been in, in this other dimension, blah, blah, blah. It's this really, really, really great family adventure book. It's definitely made for adults, but Quinn is like 20 issues into it right now and loving it. And I'm a bad parent. It's fine, guys. Don't it's worry a, about it. It's amazing. It, it's definitely not for kids. So, of course, my kid has read half this, of it. Like, Michael, the say the name say, of like, it again. Son of a bitch. We're like, damn. And like, and sometimes it's a little gory, but the, the art isn't like terrifying. So she can handle it. She she actually was. I was reading the last issue and she started reading it over my shoulder. And she was like, what is this? And then she ended up reading six issues in one sitting then. And I had to go. And now I'm fucking buying the volumes for her every week because she reads faster than I do. And it's very expensive. Michael, you should read comics, what's the name guys. Of the comic again. It's called Birthright, and it's Birthright. from uh, Skybound, and which is Robert Kirkman's imprint on Image Comics. Got it. Joshua and, Williamson and Michael, is great. If, if the listeners want to know about more comics, um, where can they get more Michael content? Oh, my God. You should follow me. I never post, but uh, you can find me at Michael's Crisis on all of the things. Go to NerdTownUSA.com to buy original comic book art and pop culture collectibles. Our eBay store is just NerdTown. Tons of CGC books going up every day now. Trying to put a lot more stuff up there for you guys. We're running a 15% off uh, sale right now. You don't need a code or anything for it. Just go and buy shit. Thank you. What about you guys? Robert, what about you? Uh, I'll, I'll say what I said last week. Um, you can find me here for the next three episodes of Loki. Nice. Andy. Here he is. You can find me at Andrew Sclafani on Twitter getting really psyched. And that's it. (laughs) You could find me at Nina M. Sclafani on Instagram. You can also follow my cooking Instagram page, The Kitchen on Lilac Lane. That is The Kitchen on Lilac Lane. And we have a means to an end Instagram. It is Amte Podcast. Make sure to check that out. We will return with regular episodes soon once life gets a little less Hectic. Shit's nuts, guys. So nuts. All right. Well, it's amazing with that, that we're we here will be all. back next week with episode four of Loki. <laughs> By the way, I love the theme song. Ugh. Yeah. Ooh, Very I really good. enjoyed the music at the beginning. The song, I don't know what the song was. I didn't look it up, but the song that they had I at the know. very beginning of the episode yeah. was Chelsea fucking was awesome. Like, let's, does yeah, it always let's start talk about like music this? choices next week because I think we need to dive into it further. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. I'll be there. Bye. 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 A Means to an End is a podcast produced by Nina Sclafani and Michael Regasta, engineered and mixed by Andrew Sclafani, with original weekly theme songs composed and recorded by Andrew Sclafani. Like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Brought to you by NerdTownUSA.com. Use offer code MEANPODCAST for 15% off your whole order. 